Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the new season of the After the Bell Rings podcast. I'm your host, Micah Barnes. Look, with this new season, every single week, I'm interviewing people from around, not just the country, but around the world. People who have youth programs and like really getting their expertise, really seeing what they do that works, the messages they deliver, the programs they deliver, because we can all use some good ideas, right? I spoke with a gentleman named Dale Olatoken, who is the founder of Gifted and Purpose Alliance in New York. Now, this brother is really doing some positive things with the kids at a local high school. Check out this interview, and look, I'm telling you, this guy is dropping bars all throughout the interview. Check this out. What's the what's the motivation uh, or the meaning behind that name? Why is it significant to you? The gifted and purpose. Uh, well, first, being gifted, everyone is born with a gift or a talent or some type of special ability. Everyone, you know, um, everyone on this earth, uh, we were born with a specific gift, um, and most likely we learn those gifts when we're younger. Um, things that you do without even thinking about it, you know, uh, certain people that I grew up with, you know, always rhyming, always, you know, every word has to rhyme or they're constantly writing poetry or, you know, you could sit next to somebody in class that's always drawing regardless of what class that they're in. Those are natural gifts that people have or people who sing in the shower. Everyone knows mm. somebody who sings in the shower. Now, not all of us could sing, but <laughs> right. people you hear, and, and it's like, wait a minute. You ever seen those movies and, you know, somebody walks by, you just hear someone singing, it's like, who is that child that's singing that? <laughs> yeah. It's high note, and it's like, whoa, that, that is a yeah. like, Display it at such a young age, even if some, something as simple as banging on uh, a table. Boom, pop, 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 boom. Something that simple. That's a producer. That's somebody who's born to make beats. So we a gift is something you have. You're born with from birth. And but the problem is we never or we rarely know what to do with that gift. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what's the purpose behind that gift. So oftentimes gifts go without being recognized. So GPA, the Gifted and Purpose Alliance, was formed to help young people number one identify their gifts, and then number two show them that you have purpose behind the gift. So your gift is one thing, but your purpose is another. So GPA looks to marry the two. Okay. So now, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to just finish with purpose. What is a purpose? Purpose is the original intent of the creation or the reason why something was created. So you were created for a specific thing on this earth with your gift. Your gift is meant to complement or amplify your purpose. Okay. Now, what would what would you say that your that your gift is? Is it um, is it simply Ooh. music, dance, or is it teaching music, dance, and acting to young people? That that um question because my I always thought um in my adult life that my gift was just acting. I'm an actor, so I thought I had the gift of being on screen and being on stage and. Uh, um, doing certain roles, but I've learned that my gift, I have the gift of encouragement. That's a gift. You know, the gift of motivation. So that's where the 
quote unquote teaching, if you will. I don't necessarily use that term, but okay. teaching or motivating or encouragement comes from when I'm, you know, when I partner with different schools. Um, yeah, those are the gifts that I have. Acting, encouraging, motivating. Um, another gift I think I have is identifying gifts. Mm. Like I could be with a group of people and just listen to them speak. I just, what they traditionally talk about or continuously talk about, I can be like, oh, you are a hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, you just, all you, you mentioned hair about seven times in the last three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can tell just from, from this conversation, you love to do hair or style hair or something within, mm. you know, the cosmetics that is, like that kind of thing I can pick up on from a conversation. So I guess that may be a gift as well. Oh man, most most definitely. And in in my opinion, that's one of the most one of the most important gifts that a person can have. Because with typically, I guess when we think of gifts, we only think of something that that we can do, something that benefits us. But I think it's a it's a powerful gift if you can see the light, if you can see the power in somebody else and empower mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to like really reach out and and go for their gift and really go for their purpose and like man I'm telling you dude that builds that builds a community that doesn't just build a person that builds a group of people that builds a community that builds a city and it just and it just spirals just from just from one person's gift in being able to look into others and saying hey you're good at doing hair you're good at you know, making movies or you just have the gift of man just the gift of listening Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, if we look at what a gift is just on a simplistic level, when you when when you go buy a gift, you typically you're buying a gift for somebody. You know, gifts are usually presented or given to someone. Let's say, for example, we just came out of Christmas. You know, most people bought gifts to give to somebody to make somebody happy. So that's what our natural gifts are. It's for somebody else. It's for our families, for our community. It's for people that we come in, in contact with. That's that's the true or the, the purest um, uh, reason behind a gift. You are gifted to make somebody's life better, to make an improvement or have some type of impact on somebody's life. That's what I truly believe, uh, believe a gift is. It's not just to benefit you. If you can sing, that's great. But how many singers you know just sing to themselves? Mm-hmm. No, you're singing in front of you know, bodies of people, large crowds of people, and they're being blessed. They're being encouraged or inspired based on your gift that you're presenting. If you look at, you know, the NBA athletes, you know, that we watch on TV, those are gifted athletes, but it's a, it's a blessing unto us. It gives us some sort of entertainment or some sort of uh, motivation or inspiration. So every gift that you can think of is to be presented to somebody. No gift is created to be, you know, kept to oneself. Yeah. Yeah. And even if if you're in a position like LeBron James, just right off top comes to mind. Um, just and he uses he uses his outstanding gift of, of basketball and making all this money to build schools and reach out to people in his community. So, like you can even take your gift and like gift so many so many other people um, in that arena. But that's where I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's truly where the purpose point comes in. Mm. LeBron James, perfect example, he's a gifted athlete. He's a gifted basketball player. His purpose is to reach out to the 
you know, to the impoverished or the, the less fortunate. The man just built a school in, in his hometown, which has so many, you know, accoutrements that most public schools would not have. So that gift is what provided the opportunity to do that. Your, your gift, you were born with that. You know, it's up to you to develop a skill and practice and become on that level like LeBron James. But your purpose is to have impact with that gift. What is your gift bringing to people? Is it just bringing entertainment or is it changing people's lives? That's what purpose does. Purpose brings a, a total shift or, 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 or it changes the, the dynamic of somebody's life. So that's a perfect example, in my opinion. LeBron James, absolutely. Gifted and purpose. Man, we would have a lot of people like really, really contemplating lives, really contemplating they, they nine to fives and even, man, even their hobbies. Like, man, I'm, this is a gift, but am I really fulfilling my purpose? Am I really fulfilling what my creator put me on this earth to do? Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's well, you mentioned, you mentioned hobbies. You'd be surprised how many people's hobbies are their gifts. Yeah. A lot of people, they do things just as a hobby. And it's, it's really their gift. They do it on the side. They do it when nobody's really looking because it's something they enjoy, but they don't see the benefit from or they can't really make money off of it right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's more often than not your gift. You mentioned the nine to five. When I tell you, I saw a quote on Instagram a couple of years ago, and it said, um, Mondays don't suck. Your job does. Right. And most Americans, most people that get up, get up and go to work and do a nine to five, they can't stand when Monday comes comes around. You know that Sunday night feeling, like man, I got to get back <laughs> to the job again. Yep. That feeling, that job has, is is not a part of your purpose. It may be a part of your development. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. it's not what you were born to do. It's not what you were created to do. It was created to help finance your dreams or your your purpose or your vision or whatever. But you weren't meant to stay there. So right. it's frustrating when you're in something that you're not gifted to do. So at the end of the day, my what I my job when I go into these schools, I make these kids hate a nine to five. Like I make you hate it so much with so much disdain that you almost would never put yourself in a position to work nobody's nine to five. Unless it's a it's a nine to five that's, you know, within what you're doing. Like when you're talking about an engineer or, you know, a, a teacher, somebody something like that. A teacher, being a teacher is not a job. Like these public schools, we yep. just have a lot of teachers who are filling up uh, uh, openings. Yeah, a just collecting a check. Gifted, just collecting a check. A teacher is a gifted position. You have to be gifted to actually teach people. There's a level of compassion and a sincerity that comes with being a teacher. You know, you have an employer, but teaching is your gift. That's what I mean. There, there is a, you know, a dynamic to it when it comes to loving or hating the nine to five. But if you're not gifted in teaching, you you would hate your job. You would hate those kids. You call them all sorts of names. <laughs> you know, they would call yeah. them all sorts of names when I was in public school. So at the end of the day, it's all about knowing your gifts and pursuing that. That's why this age group that I talk to is so important. That middle school, early high school age, oh, man, it's it's so important. But anyway, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll keep talking today. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's all man. Hey, from my perspective, the more – the more nuggets, the more bars, the more the more value that you offer to everybody else. Look, man, I just I I just sit back and just and just let you spit. So yeah, man. Yeah. So you're in uh, you're in middle schools and you're in high schools now. 
how did how did this all start? Where did what made you want to do this? Um, one of the main I can remember a time when I used to live in California. I was out in um, L.A. Uh, I lived in San Diego in L.A. for like four years. Okay. I was to the point where I was grinding. I was on my acting grind, auditioning, looking for work. And I was sleeping in my, I was in my car at one point. Um, and in the back of my car, it was one night. Um, by the way, living in my car was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Cause mm. my, my prayer time, my time of God was just on another level. Mm. It was one of those nights. And I, I, I said it, I said to myself, I said, man, if I knew that I was gifted to be an actor, if I knew this back when I was in middle school or in high school, I would have made different choices of where I went to school. Like if I knew this in middle school, I would have made a different choice of where I went to high school. If I knew this in high school, I would have made a different choice of where I went to college. So my choices would have been different and my, I guess, rate of success would have been accelerated if I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I always thought I was going to be an athlete. I was going to be a basketball player or a football player or whatever. But that, that wasn't it. So had I known this earlier, I was just talking. When you by yourself, you talk to yourself yep. a whole lot. So I'm talking like, man, I wish I knew this earlier. And from that day, every day I was like, how can I help somebody else? How can I help somebody from my hood, from my neighborhood that has this kind of talent, that has talents or gifts that they wouldn't talk about? Because that was me. I, I wouldn't talk about acting, not from where I'm from. I didn't know anyone that was acting for my community. So it was ne never something I voiced out loud. I was like, how can I help somebody who was in that same position identify their gifts early and they could make different choices, like where they're going to high school, where they're going to college, so they can accelerate their process and don't have to go through the struggles that I had to go through, you know? So that's where this concept came from. I said, when I, when I go back home, I didn't even know I was going to go back to New York that soon. When I go back home, I'm going to start a, a company that helps young people um, identify their gifts and talents at an early age. Mm. That's all it was. It was just a thought back in um, Cali. Just a thought. It didn't become a name and all of that stuff until years later. But that's where it started. In the back of my car <laughs> on one of them L.A. nights, <laughs> I was sleeping wow. in my car. Wow. That's, and you said that's the best thing that happened to you. That's, man, that's one of the best things that ever happened to me. I wouldn't trade that experience for nothing. I would never trade that experience. Um, it's not a horror story for me. Right. It's actually, I feel privileged to have gone through that because there's so many success stories of people. It's almost like a rite of passage now. It's your actor to have a moment in time when you're sleeping in your car. That's, mm -hmm. that's not even a quote-unquote struggle um, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I was blessed because I got so many revelations from from being alone. Isolation breeds revelation. That's something I was taught. That's something I learned years ago. When you can be isolated, you can be by yourself for a period of time. You're not uh, distracted by people and things and going out, parties and all that. When you can have moments where you're by yourself, you get so much revelation on who you are, on, you know, on who you're not, on what you're born to do. You have so many different revelations and GPA was one of the revelations that I got for being in my car. Yeah. Wow. So, and you said isolation breeds revelation. Like, and just looking, looking at your Instagram page, like, like I said, man, we've been, 
shooting ahead like a lot of bars just throughout this whole conversation. <laughs> but one one thing that I that I read that was that you said on your Instagram page was purpose will make you laugh at what used to make you cry. Mm. The purpose you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you said it. Yeah, and oh, and a couple other people commented on it. And they was like, they was like, man, I'm I should use that. Purpose will make you laugh <laughs> at what used to make you cry. Break that down. Um, we can use the example of being in my car. Mm-hmm. Like moments like that, people will look at, and and I'm not gonna say it was the most. Um, it was every day was fun. Every day with peaches and cream. No, it was a grind. It was it was work. I mean, I was taking showers out of the gym across the street from where I used to park. Like that's that's the kind of grind I was on. Mm. But looking back on it now, you know, those days that I did spend in my car and some of those nights where I was crying because I did have moments where I just broke down. Like this is tough. This mm. is this is a lot. But what I used to cry at back then, I laugh at now mm. because that was all a part of my purpose. I needed that experience. I needed that. I needed that moment to myself where God can just speak to me by myself and I had no distraction. You know, I needed to go through that kind of grind, that kind of struggle. So I laugh at it now. When I give those testimonies within the schools and I talk to the students and they eyes get wide like, man, you used to sleep in. I'm like, please, that's, <laughs> that's nothing. That was a blessing. I can laugh at it now. Like, yeah. I make fun of it. I don't make light of it. I just make fun of it. There, there's a difference. It was a serious time and a serious situation, but it was a blessing. I can laugh now because I understand that was a part of my purpose. If I didn't have those moments, I don't know where I would have got the revelation of a GPA. Where was GPA coming from? When you're so busy, when you're constantly doing things, your mind doesn't get a chance to settle and receive revelation. Absolutely. When you're constantly on the move. So that was a period of my time where I was constantly on the move. I was, um, I was in school. I was a football player, you know, on the on the football team. I was, you know, uh, a part of my church ministry. Um, um, uh, shout out to FTC San Diego. I was, um, yeah, and I was trying to build an acting career. Where was the time for God to say, "All right, this is what's going to happen two years from now," or "This is the kind of company you're gonna you're gonna have"? Like, where was that in all of that activity? So I had to have a moment where. I was isolated. I was by myself. And God can just reveal certain things to me. And that's what happened. So I laugh at that now. So that's just one example of purpose. Make you, it'll make you laugh. Yeah. That, that particular post that you saw, that was in a workshop. And I had them just dreaming, just thinking about stuff they would love to do. And also, I had them think about the struggles that they have to deal with, the constant trauma that's in their lives. I told them every last one of those things that they're currently dealing with or that they used to deal with, it's all a part of their purpose yep. because it's building your character. It's it's developing your integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't be the person you are when you get there if you don't go through some of those things. So, yeah, after some of those uh, emotional exercises I have them go through, I make them do the craziest thing. I say, all right, now laugh. And they're like, what? And I just burst out in this hysterical laugh, and they're looking at me like, what's wrong with this dude? Yeah. And then they just start laughing. And I said, that's the power of being able to control your emotion. Yep. You can look at something that used to make you cry, and now it's making you laugh. You can you control when you're going to cry and when you're going to laugh. So that's, that's where that came from. 
That's an ex. That's an excellent exercise. Thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, um, man. I got it from one of my workshops in LA called um, uh, "Expressions on Unlim- Unlimited" in Sherman Oaks. That was that blessed me, man. Yeah. That was. Whew, wow. it, it was one of those. Um, my first time in that workshop, and she, the lady, her name was Bobby Shaw. She, I'm sorry, Bobby, ooh, Bobby Chance, her name. So she, <laughs> I'm looking at what what's these people doing? She has them come to the center of the stage, and it's two people, and uh, she plays this uh, music, and she just has them do something called Throw It Away. And they're just, like, getting out all of their emotions, and they're just throwing stuff at each other. Not physically, but, like, their body is just being thrown, and they're screaming, and they take turns doing it. And it's basically you're throwing all of your anger, your trauma, your emotions on the next person, and the next person is a trusted vessel to receive it. Mm. Like, all right, I got you. Go ahead, get it all out, get it all out, without using words. You know, of course, I added my flavor onto it, but mm. I, I just tell the kids, you're getting all of that stuff out on the other person, and the other person is telling you, hey, I got you. Yeah. All of that anger, all of that trauma, oh, bring it. I'm, I'm here. You can trust me. And, whoo, you just... I mean the, the 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 tears that come out, the screaming that comes out. Man. I'm watching these people and I'm like, Y'all crazy. I'm not about to do all this. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not breaking down in front of y'all. You know, that's because I still had so many walls up. Yep. But uh, when she called me down, like, come on. She was just very welcoming, very warming. And I was like, Oh man, I'm about to be a sucker. <laughs> 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 And she brings me onto the stage, and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. But then the person, the person in front of me was just like, I got you, and I just boohooed all of the stress, all of the anxiety. I got all of it out, and at the end wow. of it, I was like, Wow, this feels amazing. Yeah. This feels amazing. So I was, I just used, I brought that into my workshops, and. You know, these are not actors. Mind you, that's a class full of actors. Right. These kids are not actors. These are kids that just go through the same struggles that most of us are going through and mm-hmm. don't have an outlet or a platform to get that stuff out. So that's that's what that is, man. So and you you mentioned that that the kids that you reach out to go through go through a lot of a lot of trauma um, in their in their lives. What what is I'll be honest. Everybody has this has this view of of New York being like a certain a certain way, and there are a lot of different misconceptions on what life is like for for youth in the inner city in New York. Um, clarify, give us, yeah, clarify that, and give us the truth of what what life is like for for inner city youth in in New York from your perspective. Well, first of all, it's cold. It was cold. Man, y'all need to take a trip down to Florida. It was seventy some degrees a couple of days ago. Like, come on, seventy seven. We seventy seven in what is what we January? Seventy seven too much. We need a GPA down here. <laughs> I'll be glad to come. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, aside from the cold weather, um, and I mean, the cold weather is a factor because most of the youth in New York City from about 
let me let me go to when I started traveling by myself. I was on the buses and trains from eleven. I was around eleven years old. I was yeah, I was taking the train and bus by myself. So most of the kids they commute to school by themselves. They take the train, they take the bus, they walk. Um, I mean, I can even go back as early as uh, maybe nine when my school was probably I'd say eight, nine, ten blocks from my house, like that kind of commuting New York City kids do pretty early and pretty often. So from 8 a.m. or 7.30 when you leave your house till most kids don't get back home till 4 o'clock, you're, you're on your own. Anything, so many things happen from you leaving the house. I mean, I've seen kids get jumped. I've seen kids get stabbed. Yeah. I've seen, shoot, I've gotten jumped. <laughs> You know, like yeah. coming home from school type of thing. So you don't know what you're going to get into depending on the neighborhood that you live in and also the the your surroundings, your friends. It's so many factors. And I'm not saying New York City is the only city that goes through this. I'm pretty right. sure other cities do too. L.A., you know, Detroit, Chicago, all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. I can only speak from my upbringing. In New York, kids travel by themselves all the time. And so many things happen when traveling by yourselves. That's the uh, that's the one general is true. It is it is a fact. Um, things happen. Yeah. Fights break out. Um, you know, one one thing that helped me, and I said, my parents always told me, just mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going to school, coming from school, mind your business. Of course, I didn't always listen. You right. see a fight um, down the street. Oh snap! They fighting. Everybody running over to the fight. You want to go see the fight. Yeah. But so much can happen within that fight. I've seen it literally just from a fight, gunshots break out. And yeah. you don't know where it's coming from, who took the shit. You just take off running. And right. I've seen a lot of misfires. Yeah. You know, somebody else got shot off of, you know, a, a, a stray bullet that was meant for somebody else. So stupid stuff like that happens with just trapping by yourself. And that's as early as 10, 11 years old. Golly. And you know what? It's it's crazy to think about it, but if you're if you're in that situation, if if you're in that type of environment, it's almost like normal. Like it's Say just, that again? like it's for for a lot of people, it's crazy to think about that a ten or eleven year old kid on his way to school or on his way from school could could really be faced with something like that. But if you're in that situation, it's just almost normal. Oh, it's very normal. When I tell you, some of the stuff we hear about, it's, it's like, no, that, yeah, that's regular. We've been desensitized to so many, yeah. um, uh, so many things. We, it's, we don't feel it because it's so normal. You talking about? I heard a parent. <laughs> this is fun. I heard a parent one time was like, um, uh, some of these kids they having sex now at at twelve, thirteen years old. I was like, ma'am. <laughs> I, when I was nine years old, I know one of my friends who was having sex already. He was nine, and he was having sex with a girl that was eleven. Wow, thirteen is man, that's a blessing. Yeah. So certain things to us, it's just normal. It's like that's not a shock factor, especially with the age group. It's not. It's not shocking at all. We we see we see so much. Mind you, again, it all goes back to you being alone 
from when you walk out the house mm-hmm. and you walk back home later on in the day. You're mm-hmm. by yourself, so you see so much. You can get into so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one thing, um, one thing I wanted to, or I ask everybody who who deals with deals with youth in a in a close capacity, whether um, you have a a full-blown after-school program or you're a teacher or um or really anything else in in dealing with with youth you're uh, you're teaching you're motivating and every for me anyway um because i'm here i'm here at the y at the ymca in uh in florida and the group of the group of teens that that i deal with uh, we're teaching them everything from from life skills to uh, interpersonal skills to um, job related skills and other professional skills and every literally every single day that I'm with them I see a light bulb go off I see a revelation that that they have that they obviously didn't know the day before so what is so when you're dealing with with the kids what is the What's your favorite like light bulb moment where they just where it just clicked for them? Hmm. Now, Lottie, that's tough to answer because it's quite a few. Um, oh, so GPA's curriculum is, or our core values is called PIPE, P-I-P-E. I get it from um, when people used to tell me I have pipe dreams for this acting uh, business I'm pursuing. Uh, the acronym is PIPE. Punctuality, integrity, purpose, and excellence. Mm. So every one of those, I push buttons that is relevant to them. When we're talking punctuality, we're talking timing. How much do you value what it is you're going to do or where you're going or who you're meeting up with? So I break it down in terms of school. Do you value education enough to get there on time? If you're going to a party and the party, you know, supposed to be at 10 o'clock, whatever, do you value the place that you're going? And most of the time, they're, they're more on time to a party than they are to <laughs> going to school. Right. Which is, no, that's that's not, I mean, please, we were all teenagers. We were yeah. all, most of us was like that. So I just helped change their thought process just with valuing time and what what punctuality is. It's really, um, uh, it comes from the word to puncture or to poke a hole. You, you have the opportunity to poke a hole in your time, in your generation, in your era by the decisions that you make. Mm. So what hole have you made or what dent, what mark have you made in your generation, in your school, in your family based on decisions that you make or based on um, what you do with your time? So they're like, wait a minute. I thought functionality was just being on time. No, it's more about the impact that you make and you can make a lot of impact when you're on time. <laughs> the reason why you, you, you know, you don't know what's going on in class. You come to class late, you've missed, you know, most of the instructions or the beginning of the instructions. That changes how you take the exams or whatever. Anyway, we, integrity speaks to who you are when nobody's looking. Yeah. What decisions do you make when you can get away with it and no one even knows? Would you still do it? That's integrity. That's checking yourself. That conversation is usually hectic because I tell them we're, we're products of our environment. So we're in a household where 
everybody's negative, everybody's cursing at each other, or, you know, uh, you got people in your family that steal, you got people in your family that's liars, more than likely you're going to become that because that's what you're around most of the time. So I have them do something where look at who's in your family and what is it about those characteristics you do not like. Those are the things, excuse me, you have to check within yourself. If you don't like those things, you need to identify it before you become it. Yeah. You will become what you don't identify. Right. So it's the, the struggles that within your family, because we all have family struggles. We all have crazy fi- uh, family dynamics. If you don't identify some of those struggles, you will become that and your integrity will become compromised. So what do you want to be? You want to be the doctor. You want to be the actor. You want to be the singer. You want to be the engineer. Great. You need integrity to get there. You need to know who you are before you can get there. Otherwise, you're going to get to that platform if you get there and just be a hot mess. So getting them to look in the mirror at themselves, that's, that's a light bulb moment. That's a, oh, my gosh, I didn't know uh, uh, I snapped at people the way I do because my mother's like that. My mother be snapping at me or snapping at the kids all the time. Whatever. Yeah. Little things like that. I didn't know... Uh, uh, I would take somebody's iPhone if they left it, you know, because I got a bunch of thieves in my family. As my family said, like they just having them think on that level, like man, my habitat, my environment plays a huge role in who I am. We know the the saying: "Birds of a feather flock together." Flock together yeah. So, what that now has them do? I would ask them now: Who in your circle? Forget your family, because you don't have no control over that. Who in your friendship circle do you not want to emulate? What habits do they have that you're not really, mm, you're not really feeling? Maybe you need to change your, your friendship circle. Yeah. And that moment is like, oh, snap. Dang. I, <laughs> my friendship circle ain't as positive as I thought it was. Yeah. So that's, there's, there's something in that. That's why I said with each principle, there's a light bulb moment. When we talk in purpose, oh my gosh. I mean, you, you know what? Purpose might be my favorite one okay. because it goes into why I exist. This is why I was born. I told them the most uh, valuable land on earth is not the diamond mines of Africa. It's not the oil fields of Iraq. It's not the White House. It's not, you know, uh, Taj Mahal. No, the most valuable land in the world is the cemetery mm. because so many people have died with so much locked in them deep. that was never realized. There were so many books that were never written, so many plays that were never produced. There were so many songs that were never put out. I believe somebody in the grave had the cure for cancer. Oh, absolutely. Somebody in the grave has the cure for AIDS. Somebody in the grave, you know, has cures or remedies for some of these diseases out here. There's so much that was never put out because somebody didn't tap into their purpose. So what are you going to do before you die? You're going to die with all that stuff left in you or you're going to realize what you were put on earth for. That one right there is a, it's like, whoa, dude, you, you, <laughs> you, you killing me right now. Yeah. So that light bulb moment of, wait a minute, I was born for a specific purpose. Yeah. There was something that God wanted done on the earth that made me valuable. That made me important. That's why I had to be here. So that kind of changes the outlook on everything that they do. Everything you do, you do with a purpose. I'm not doing anything just to do it. I'm not going anywhere just because you call and said we're going. No, no, no. What's the right. purpose of where we're going? What's yeah. the purpose of the, 
everything now, I told them that the most important question you can ask anyone is not what, it's not who, it's not where. The question is why. Why, yeah. If you can understand why you're doing something or why you're going where you're going or why you're hanging out with, the biggest question is why. Always know why you're doing something. Yeah. And that, you know, uh, is a huge light bulb moment. <laughs> and then you have excellence, the last core value. I mean, excellence is not always expensive. Excellence doesn't always mean you spend a lot of money. It means you pay attention to detail. You can have a fabulous party without spending thousands of dollars. I've seen it done. Yeah. You know, it's all about knowing what you want to do and putting in the time, the preparation, the repetition, and the details in order to get it done. So every last one of those, that's why I said I can't really pinpoint one. I may be leaning towards purpose, but every last one of those core values, it's, there's always a light bulb moment because it, challenged, it challenges them on an idea or thought that's never crossed their mind before. So PIPE stands for, for anybody else who, who missed it, who was not taking notes while, <laughs> while this man was spitting <laughs> bars. I'm, I'm just going to go back, go back and reiterate it for you. So PIPE stands for punctuality, integrity, purpose, and then excellence. But one thing that one thing that you did mention that that really stuck, you'll become what you don't identify. I feel like we're about to have church. <laughs> you you'll become what you don't identify, and like you said, like a lot of um, you can see something that that your mom doesn't, your mom does that you don't like, or that somebody else does that you don't like. But if you if you don't bring it from your unconscious mind into your conscious mind and really put a value or a lack of value on that, then you'll you think of the kids that that you work with. Um, what what makes you care? so much like what keeps you up at night why do you care it's the fact that most of us i mean talk us of the kids and most of us don't know still as adults don't know our purpose we don't know why we're here we don't know why we're put on the earth so purpose keeps me up truth be told um, everything with me is why. I was one of those kids who always asked questions. You can tell me something, I'll just say, but why? But why? <laughs> yeah. But why? You know, um, it got me in trouble a lot, but it's, I always want to know why something is. And for us adults who go to our nine to five, we go to work every day, you know, hustling, struggling, just to make ends meet. I, I had, again, going back to my car, living in my car, one of the biggest revelations I had was I refused to work all of these hours and barely make it. Like, just barely make it. I'm not living like that. I, I refuse to live like that. If I'm going to put in this much work, I should, I should at least be able to reap the fruits of my labor. I should at least be able to take vacations when I want to, take my family out when I want to. You know, have a good time when I want to pay my bills on time. Like, those are the things that I want to do with my life. So with the youth, it's helping them understand 
I can help cut your learning curve if you can avoid some of the pitfalls that I and most adults uh, fell into. We were told growing up, go to school, go to college, get a job, work for 20 years for some company, and (laughs) retire with a gold watch. (laughs) Right. What kind of life is that? What kind of dream is that? You know, do this for somebody for 20, 25 years, and all I get at the end is uh, a gold watch and a 401k that's unstable in the market. Exactly. What's your your 401k going to wind up as when you retire? So many people have to go back to work because when they're ready to retire, you know, the market crashed and their 401k is not what they thought it was. So anyway, this is not a financial literacy session. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I want to... I want to live my life every day with a sense of I can do what I want. I don't have to go to work today and punch in on somebody's clock. If I choose today, today's Saturday. If I choose Monday, hmm, I'm taking my family out to Hawaii from Monday through Friday. I want to be able to do that. That's power. That's freedom. That's liberty. That's what I want for my family, and that's what I want for the generation behind us. They have a better chance of doing it than I do because they're still in school. They don't have the responsibilities that most of us adults have. So they can make a choice today that can change the course of their family dynamic forever. So that's what keeps me up at night, purpose. Why, why, why? Helping them understand their why. Yeah. yeah. And you said it's not a not a financial financial literacy course, but if you if you think about purpose and if you know what your purpose is, or even if you don't know what your purpose is, but you're consistently trying to find your purpose, then you move differently. You move throughout this life differently. Like you, Absolutely. you think differently, man. You act differently, and then the way that you spend your money is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you pass by, I mean, just something as simple as as a candy bar. If you pass by a candy bar, and you're like, "Ooh, man, I want that," but then you take a step back and ask yourself, like, "Why? Why? Like, why do I really want this?" What is this going to do for me? Nah, I'm good. I'll get something a little a little bit better for me. I'll get something a little bit healthier. And right. you just make just make better better decisions overall. You make better life decisions if you because you know why. Right. Right. You know why you you know your purpose or you know your purpose in, your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, not to say we're all gonna not to cut you off, but it, it, it's not to say everyone's gonna be vegan overnight, right? But if, if you know the purpose for your body, you treat it better. Yeah. If you know the purpose for your hands, you would treat it better. If you know the purpose for your skin, your eyes, you knew the purpose for everything about you, you would treat it better because you know why it exists. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. If you knew the purpose of your time. Everything, everything has a, yo, everything has a purpose. This chair I'm sitting on right now has a purpose. It was meant for me to sit down and be comfortable and not stand on my feet all day and not be having to sit 
on a uh, on the floor. One of the exercises I do with the kids is I pull out a chair and I say, "What is this?" They be like, "Duh, it's a chair." Ha ha ha. Then I go, "Okay, what color is this chair?" It's blue. Great. You just told me what it is. Excuse me. And and what color it is? Great. Um, who made it? I'll have I'll look under, find the name of the manufacturer, and they'll say, "All right, it's such and such company." Great. We know what. We know who. Where was it made? Uh, made in China. Great. We just three things they identified: who, what, and where. Okay. Somebody tell me why this exists. Just sit on. Oh, so what's more important? Who made it? Because there's a bunch of manufacturers of chairs. I can give you a, a list of a thousand different companies that make chairs. Great. Uh, uh, where was it made? China. Okay, their chairs that are made in the U.S., made in Indonesia, made in China, made in different places. Great. But why it exists is a universal factor. Every manufacturer that creates a chair is creating it for the sole purpose of people being able to sit down. That means the why factor is the most important factor of anything, of any equation, any question. You need to know why. There's a bunch of human beings on this earth, different skin colors, different complexion, but every one of their why is it can be different. Yeah. So it, the the power is in the why. Yeah. If you know why, you will make better decisions with your body, with your mind with your health, with your family, with your time. You mentioned that earlier. You make better decisions with your time because time is too important. You have too much to do to be wasting time with people and things that doesn't serve your purpose. And I'm thinking of, uh, like, specifically of, of some of the some of the peer pressure uh, things that, that the kids go through now. Like, when you think about, you think about the why and even look at somebody's somebody's clothes, even if somebody's clothes or, or shoes or whatever may be different different from yours, maybe they do things a different way than you do. Like if you really ask yourself why they why they wear that or why they do things a certain way, then like you don't really you don't really judge them on on the what. You don't judge them on on the color or even the how. But you're like, man, they got this. They got this shirt on. It looks a little goofy to me, but they're warm. It's like you said, it's twenty some degree. It may be twenty some degrees outside, but it's warm. So look, they that shirt is doing what it's supposed to be doing, and they're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, what are some of the some of the other activities that you do with the youth? Um, one of the exercises I do, I mean, the activities are based on which principle we're working on that specific week. Um, I do something called Hitchhiker. It's a popular improv where I put four chairs together um, and I create a, it's either a taxi, it could be a cab, it could be, this is New York, it could be a dollar van. Um, it could be any type of motor vehicle. So it'll be three people that's already there. There's a driver, passenger, and one person in the back. And they're driving and having a conversation. 
whatever they but they all have one personality mm-hmm. so if they if if the conversation is going and you know everyone in there is pretty sad so the conversation is very slow very draggy they're picking up a hitchhiker the hitchhiker they pull over for the hitchhiker the hitchhiker gets in with totally different personality they could come in with a totally upbeat energetic personality everybody in the car has to become that personality and they have to have a conversation based on that same personality that mm-hmm. i usually use for the principle of integrity when you know who you are you don't let environments change you but you change the environment that you walk into so you're not succumb to peer pressure like everybody else your 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 environment doesn't dictate your integrity or your personality you are who you are and as a matter of fact you change the temperature or the dynamic of a room because mm-hmm. you walked in yep. so that level of confidence is what I'm trying to instill into them that um that exercise is very fun is highly energetic is playful but it's teaching them to maintain their integrity don't change because of uh the room you walked into or the people that you came around you change the environment let people let them adjust to you and i think that's powerful deo ola token founder and president of the gifted and purpose alliance man like dude this is this is going to change some lives this conversation this episode is is really going to change some lives man and i appreciate you for for joining me on this podcast i hope so thank you for having me man i appreciate it absolutely one one more thing i wanted to i wanted to cover is there first of all i want again looking at the looking at your instagram i want one of those hats some (laughs) some some i'm gonna order one as soon as we get off no doubt no doubt um matter of fact i get a couple um and is there is there any any final final words or anything you want to you want to promote about about you or the program or anything coming up in the in the near future um yeah two things uh the first thing i'll say is uh, our gpa model live what you love and it's simple make a living doing the things that you love doing um, even though i work with youth i say this for adults as well you can change the course of your career by going after what you love i'm telling you dale's a really positive brother who's doing some really big things in new york that are gonna spread around the country very soon so keep an eye out for him as a matter of fact go to instagram if you got an instagram account go to instagram Hit up, uh, hit him up at GPA Incorporated. All right, that's at GPA Incorporated. And while you're at it, hit him on the DM. Tell him you want a hat. Tell him you want a Gifted and Purpose Alliance hat. Uh, he's got two of them. One that says GPA, and the other one that says Allergic to Normal. The same content that you heard him talk about in the interview. Allergic to Normal. Uh, mine is in the mail. I suggest you get one too, because I'm rocking mine first day Ooh, it's one of my favorite parts of the podcast it is you guys the quote of the week so this quote reads contentment is not the fulfillment of what you want 
but the realization of how much you already have. Hey guys, check me out on Instagram at Micah underscore DB. It's M-I-C-A-H underscore DB. And while you're at it, or if you're already on Facebook right now, if you have the app up, you can follow me on in, Instagram. Wait a minute, let me go back. So you can follow me on Instagram at Micah underscore DB, M-I-C-A-H underscore DB. You can follow me on Facebook at Who Stole My Future. Just go to the search bar and search Who Stole My Future. And while you're at it, go to whostolemyfuture.com. That is my website. You can find my journey, what I'm all about, how I got started in the field of youth development, and all that. Uh, So guess what? Here's what we got coming up next week. And when I went into high school, I felt really confident, and I thought everything was going to turn around. And unfortunately, that was just like the beginning of everything bad that could have happened because now I had a target on my back and so from day one in high school severe bullying by my female classmates and um, I just had a really tough time going through those years and then to add to that um, I finally you know had a boy that had a crush on me and I was so excited that a boy actually liked me for once it wasn't the other way around (laughs) and that that first boyfriend of mine when I was 14 unfortunately sexually assaulted me um, so that was my, you know, very first date. My first introduction to love and relationships was wow. sexual assault. And what made it so challenging is that um, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to feel like something had been wrong. <laughs>